0: Hello, 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 guys! Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your hosts Luis and Daniela. Make sure before you listen to this episode, you listen to our other episode where we talk about Nikita Dragons' Messies. We talk about the Busset and Silhouette challenge and other nonsense <laughs> going on in the world. But in this episode, we're going to be recapping. Oh, I'm popular. Um, we're going to be. I know. I was about to say. <laughs> we're going to be talking about Real Houses of Atlanta, Salt Lake City, and RuPaul's Drag Race. So the episode starts off with. Yes candy. So Candy's defending Kenya as we last saw she was talking about how Kenya's bringing a nanny, she's bringing her baby and the other girls aren't feeling it. They're like this is some bullshit. Why aren't we being, you know, accounted for as well? This is a mess. And she's like, "Well, listen, she doesn't have her husband. She doesn't have someone to be there. She can't mm-hmm. trust someone to take care of her baby," which in that, you know, that makes sense as far as that goes. Um, but yeah. if I was the other ladies, I'd probably be upset too. Um In the end, it's not that deep. So all of the girls start arriving to the house. And right away, Kenya's like, here you guys go. Here's a name tag. Come up with your alter ego name. And I'm just going to quickly read some of theirs. You tell me which ones are your favorites and which ones you hated. So Tanya goes by Dynasty or Dynasty. Shamia goes with, (coughs) excuse me, Shamia goes with Vahina Drip. Candy goes with Angel. Drew goes with Lickety Split. Kenya goes with Chocolate. Latoya is trainee gal trainee Gill? she's i don't know, it's g i didn't know that one g-y-a-l yeah yeah,
1: Mar- yeah
0: marla goes with diva cynthia of course is 50 cent and porsche is peach juice <laughs> which one stood out to you which one was lame what's up
1: um drew's lickety split i don't know if i was a fan or if i wasn't a fan like i was just like girl you out of all the alter egos you went with lickety split <laughs>
0: What well, I was buddy? like, I thought that was more one of the more unique ones, like lickety split. I'm like, oh, yeah. is she gonna lick and then split? what, what Drew, <laughs> okay. what do you do behind closed doors? Is that why you and Rob were so Bye. together, so <laughs> the Tea Girl? Um, but yeah, I think, I think the most witty and probably one that I like the best was Tanya's Dynasty, and oh, then dynasty Nasty. Yeah. We love that Tanya. Yeah,
1: okay according, Queen.
0: According to the blog, <laughs> she's about to get nasty, but um. <laughs> So before Kenya starts showing up their rooms, Portia and everyone is like, let's take some shots. Let's drink. And I love this was probably one of my favorite parts of the episode where drew and Portia both stood up and they started twerking and dancing and they were dancing like the same way. And I was like, yes, this Mm -hmm. is what I want. This is the duo I've been waiting for Two funny, beautiful, lighthearted women. Because as we've seen later on, most of them are aunties, they're aunties (laughs) and they always have like a stick up their ass. So we love to see this, but, um, before they even get into the rooms this girl comes out of nowhere and she's doing a little two-step and she dies what what was this moment i i was on instagram and i saw one of the blogs post the video and people were like this girl was trying to enjoy her two seconds of fame with a little one (laughs) two-step like it was was i the only one who also noticed that it was weird
1: someone give her an emmy honey because she deserves it
0: (laughs) it was chaotic energy to say the least
1: that murder mystery was chaotic energy to say the least
0: (laughs) yeah okay i understand where kenya and candy were coming from where they were like you know this is a game let's try to solve it let's get through it but then at the same time Mm -hmm. the rest of the women this is like their vacation like their time away from their families and not to say that's what they want time away from their families but they need a break sometimes so i get Portia yeah. being like i'm just trying to drink and dance like this is we don't have time for this mystery game which which person do you think you'd be like if you were on a trip trying to solve the mystery game or would you be drinking and dancing
1: um Oh my God. Okay. Depending on who I'm with, but I definitely see myself as like a candy, like, okay, guys, let's, let's just solve this. Let's solve <laughs> this. But I have been a Porsche and Latoya where I'm like, fucking like, you guys, let's just get drunk. Let's just turn up, you know, but <laughs> I've mostly been a candy. A honestly, I've no, I, I probably oh. been the
0: same way. Me, the first time ever, I'll compare myself to Kenya. I'd probably be like her, honestly because anyone who knows me, my siblings. Because we're competitive. They, not only that, but they know that I have to follow the rules and any,
1: yeah.
0: they always <laughs> say that I don't like to have fun. It's also like, um, from friends, Monica, she's very like, yes the guidelines the rules follow them and I feel like that's me no you you guys are being too loud it's too much noise sit down need to finish this and I unfortunately would probably be like Kenya but I'm moving on the cops come in and with their fake guns and they're like everybody put your hands up Portia was not having it she jumped and flew across (laughs) the couch which I watched it like the preview of this a couple days ago and I was like I was laughing at it but then when I watched it yesterday I was like because of the time, because of the current state of the world and how everything is happening, yes. was this insensitive? Like, I felt awkward watching it. I was like, this is not okay. Like, I don't know. What did you think?
1: I felt awkward. And Kenya even mentioned it. She even said, oh, are they going to be coming in with the guns, like, up or at us? And, because, you know, we're a bunch of Black women. And I was just like, Kenya, exactly. Like, why did, why has Portia been marching this entire season? Like, bitch like come on get your get your head in the game
0: oh yeah but, and um, even even when she said it, it it's weird like i don't know if exactly does, i was like
1: read the room
0: i don't know if she does this intentionally intentionally but when she talks about certain things like mm-hmm. she didn't straight out just say because of the racism we're all dealing with in the world she said because of how things are it's like say what it is it's almost like she's afraid to yeah. acknowledge what's happening i always get that vibe from I her it's you. weird
1: i told you she's all lives matter i'm pretty sure she's like an all lives matter type person because even in the beginning when they asked them about like black lives matter and everything in the movement like just her her um response her like political response i was very much like kenya girl like
0: she come on yeah like, just
1: give us give us what you're really thinking
0: <laughs> her uh, her behavior and know. the way she talks That's about certain know. things it's it's questionable <laughs> but um Drew says that it's the most ghetto murder mystery she's ever been at, seen in her life. It's a mess. Portia then <laughs> is like, I'm just here to dance and have a good time. <laughs> Candy was like, it's hard to concentrate when mm. everyone's acting a hot, drunk mess. And this is where I kind of would agree with them. Portia and Shamia then break a lamp. And yes. see, when when you start breaking shit, that's when I'm like, you know, you guys, let's have fun. But like, yes. let's not be a mess. Come on, guys.
1: I was very much like, oh, my God, like, ladies, I'm like getting anxious just fucking watching you guys like just fucking follow the rules
0: <laughs> exactly um She Kenya calls them ratchet hyenas which
1: I was like uh Kenya oh, this God. is where you go and you take it too far like yes we're upset that they broke the lamp but now you're just being like a party pooper now you're just being annoying <laughs>
0: exactly and then on top of that she solved the mystery her own mystery game that she set up it's like Kenya are you real is this is this a real you come on <laughs> After that, LaToya basically calls out Fallon because as we see, Fallon showed up a little bit later and she talked about how she's here with her husband, so she's not going to be sleeping there with them. And for some reason, this upsets LaToya and she's like, no, this is why did you bring your husband like this is not okay." And Fallon's logic is just like, well, he's my best friend. He's my husband. Why do I need to sleep with y'all like no. Well, the lady's like ah, and this for some reason like i said upsets Latoya. she's like no fuck all that you could have made a best friend <laughs> what is wrong with you and drew had no issue being like ignore her she doesn't care about husbands she's messy we don't need to don't worry about her well the whole room you we sensed the tension we we all caught that shade when she said this what were your first yes what was your first impression
1: well first of all i was like oh drew Latoya Latoya's already heated. She's already even though you couldn't like even though Latoya was joking about Fallon bringing her husband, you could tell it was like I kind of wanted it to be like a bigger blowout than it was like with Fallon like like you brought your husband because I love it when they bring their husbands and the other bitches don't want the husband there. Like those <laughs> are my favorite girls trips, but I digress. Um so like Latoya was joking, but like you could probably tell, like low key, she was like, "Bitch, why'd you bring your husband? Like this is a fucking girl's trip." And so when Drew said it, I was just like, "Drew, Drew, girl, let's take a step back. You didn't really need to say that. Let's all just breathe. Let's all. Just, I know you're mad about your wig, girl, but let's just. Oh let's all just breathe. yeah. Oh
0: this, no. <laughs> the situation only gets worse because then they start looking at the rooms and. Everyone on Twitter was saying did it, like is Latoya slow? What is she took like 20 minutes to come up with the read because then when they're in Candy's room she feels a need to go Latoya feels the need to go up to Drew and she grabs her and she's like let's talk, what did you say let's talk about your struggling husband and this sets Drew yeah. off. She's like you will not fucking touch me. What are you doing? Like bitch, I'm from Chicago. You don't fucking do that. You don't get in my space which makes perfect sense if we're not friends and I barely know you and we're Tea. kind of at each other's throats you're not going to come in my space, grab me and expect me to go wherever you're trying to take me. That's, that's
1: not how it goes. And it wasn't even like, it's where she t- like grabbed her, like she grabbed her like by the wrist. Like it's different than like tapping someone on the shoulder. She grabbed her by the wrist. And I thought I was like, I was like, no, I'm exaggerating. Or Drew's exaggerating too. Like she ain't grab her like that. But then I was like, no, she grabbed her by the wrist. She grabbed her and said, let's talk about your struggling husband.
0: And then on top of that, I find it so ironic that when when that happened, Kenya was telling Latoya, Hey, back up. Like this, don't do this, girl. Don't do this. And Latoya immediately mm-hmm. was like, Don't pull me, don't touch my arm. Which I'm like, you literally just did that two seconds ago.
1: Exactly. I don't know about you. Um, but I noticed a lot of like not friction, but I noticed a lot of things about Latoya that I was just like, Kenya, this has to be bothering you about her. The fact that she's not taking your game seriously, the fact that she's like drunk off her ass, the fact that she's like, um, Causing a whole mess, like by touching. No, Drew, most definitely. But you I mean, would get mad at anybody else
0: with the room situation. How later on we see her kind of call call her on be like, "I think the whole room with Marlo's situation is shady." And then Kenya is like, "Well, when you disrespect me, like, yeah, we're seeing it." And then with the whole wig thing, when she was like, "No, don't go yeah. and give her the wig yet." Like, I'm seeing this friction. It's probably going to lead to their little friendship breaking up. So, uh,
1: let's hope they no, just. Kidding. Yeah, I, Not like let's hope the friendship breaks up, but like let's hope we see it. Let's say we're able to No,
0: see let's it. hope their friendship breaks up. No, I'm just kidding. Um, after that, <laughs> they kind of pull her to the side and she basically apologizes. At this point, I don't know if she realized she was acting a mess or if she was really drunk because then she was like, What was happening? Like what? And they're like, I'm sorry, you know, I didn't mean for that to happen, but can I touch you now? Clearly, Thank and God. I could see um uh I could see Drew's emotions like slowly getting to that level where you're gonna punch someone because yeah. She's like, I'm sorry, but can I touch you? And she was getting closer. Drew was not having it. And I think this is where we're going to see the other side of Drew slowly come out where she's a, she seems like a really nice, loving person. But I feel mm-hmm. like when you push her to that level, she's going to pop off. Mm-hmm. And I feel like. If they keep if LaToya keeps up her bullshit, she's going to see a different side of Drew that she doesn't want to see. So after a little drama, it's dinner time. I think it's so funny how the girls separated into two different groups, which we see the aunties and the nieces. So then LaToya starts talking to the girls and she's like, the reason why I'm touchy feely is because I'm Caribbean. I'm from Trinidad and we're just like that. Like that's we're touchy feely. But I understand that you can do it. It's like whenever people make things about race where it clearly is not about. I don't know. To me, that was like you're reaching girl.
1: Like, girl, I'm Mexican and we're touchy-feely too, but not like touchy-feely where I'm like grabbing somebody by the wrist and like making them look at me. Like t- you're touchy-feely in the way that it's like, like you like to hug people and you like to make sure that like you're, I don't know, you're like caressing them or something, bitch. Not like, they're, like you're fucking grabbing them and almost assaulting them like and calm t- down
0: yeah and on top of that candy even i'm was glad candy actually like spoke up about it and she's like well yeah we get that but you assaulted her and then the yeah. like no she assaulted <laughs> me which i'm like mm, when when <laughs> like are we you really <laughs> are hurts? drunk? exactly you're a mess <laughs> um i like also how cynthia called her out and she's like well you you fired the first shot when you said her wig mm-hmm. was messy and again finally we're get, we're seeing these women stick up for drew even though they're not closer. because i didn't like the yeah. comment in last week's episode or was it this one no it was this one where kenny's like you don't know her like that why are you talking about her and i'm like it's funny how drew can't say anything
1: but, latoya can, and, say but latoya can just
0: run her mouth exactly yeah. we see the other side of the girls <laughs> in the other <laughs> room the nieces they're just turning up they're just <laughs> laughing kicking and honestly, I ha- I like I like every single girl in that room besides Marlo. Marlo, she's iffy. She's I like her and then I hate her. I like her and then I hate her. Um I would definitely I be him his side. I would be hanging out with them as opposed to the aunties. So after that, LaToya calls out Kenya for the whole shady room Marlo situation. And I find it ironic how LaToya either the alcohol was giving her that courage or something, but I found it weird that LaToya of all people were was calling out kenya on her bullshit and kenya immediately was not having it she's like no well when you disrespect the host when you talk what? your shit and i had to write it down i didn't watch i didn't hear it the first time but the second time that i watched it to take notes on it marlo was like well it's fine i farted and i coughed in your room so enjoy it <laughs> and i was like oh no like you're horrible i
1: was like, it's like so yes petty. marlo marla's just so like she goes for the lowest shots like i love it Uh, i know i shouldn't condone it but i just think it's so funny
0: yeah it's (laughs) she's when she's good she's good but when she's bad she's even better i love it yes (laughs) we then see portia and shamia talking about dennis and Shamia I love you but no you do not need to encourage them to get back together we've Thank seen that you. their relationship is not working why would you be like no reply reply this say yes just say that you're gonna go on a date with him like that's clearly cool. not good advice <laughs> I don't know do you do you think that no, they have a Shamia's future together messy.
1: no 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 I was like Shamia shut the fuck. you need to be a good you need to be a good friend and you need to tell her yeah girl keep getting these texts, but make sure you secure the bag, but also don't get back with him.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Portia's just like, I mean, it's flattering that he's giving me all this love and attention, but I'm not trying to be with him like that. It's not not even like that. Kenya's shady ass, (laughs) then orders Postmates or Uber Eats. I don't know what you got. But she orders food for herself and nobody else. And my favorite part was when Tanya was reading it and she was like, you got two crab cakes. You got two banana splits. You got two... (laughs) And you can tell Kenya was like, she, I don't know if she felt like a shame. She's like, stop. No, I didn't get two. I didn't get like, <laughs> girl, by Like, you get like, you swear it's not that deep. Like, come on now.
1: I'm pretty sure she got two. I know that, like, you're thinking, oh, she got two for herself. No, I'm pretty sure she got for herself and Latoya. Like, she wasn't going to share with anybody. I was like, girl buy I want some of that crab cake I want
0: exactly yeah the girls are just kind of eyeing her and they were like come on now Like, is that food for us and she was like no there's food in the fridge which that's bitchy and that's shady like you're gonna eat so some fucking nice annoying. crab cake some nice banana splits and we're gonna get your shitty lunch meat cold yeah it's like what
1: when you're the hostess like this is a bitch this is why nobody wants to go to your shit this is why nobody wants to go to your parties or anything because a they're boring i mean look at cynthia's engagement party after a certain point they were like okay so can we go home now (laughs) and then you look at the trip and it's like okay you're not gonna feed them you're making them wait six hours for the fucking pig Oh my God. yeah I'm like think starting.
0: put yourself in their position like they traveled well it wasn't a long like they didn't travel far but they traveled for i think six hours yes, just for a shitty and me like that's that's not okay come on now do better <sighs> kenya i found it funny that once kenya was eating her fucking delicious food uh the rest of the girls were like little kids and they're like hey i have guac i have hummus i have chips if like, you guys <laughs> want some i'm like see this is exactly why the other girls don't care for you because <laughs> they're able to share and laugh and be kind to one another and just have a good time as opposed to being bitter exactly. messy bitchy kenya what's not clicking what's not clicking
1: i just don't understand how she ordered food for herself like and if anyone else had done that i i just laugh because she'd be like that's not fair you guys always do that you never order for us so, like if the roles were reversed she would have been upset
0: she would be crying so,
1: girl
0: girl bye <laughs> Latoya then shows some of the girls the wig that she bought for Drew which petty at 100 and they're like honestly you should like you should not be doing this this is messy this is not it's not going to end well and she's like well i don't care i'm going to do it as we see it's not that big of a deal um they then show the pig and they're like pig is ready let's eat everyone's kind of being Kind of being babies about it, let's be honest. If I had that, if first of all, I would not be picky because if I'm hungry as fuck, like I'm gonna eat whatever's there. Second of all, it didn't look bad. Like, am that I crazy? Looked it bad. looked good. Like they had a whole no, bunch of meat, a bad. whole bunch of sides, and they were just like
1: oh. my mouth is salivating. Because of me. My mouth is salivating at the thought of that mac and cheese. No, shut the fuck up. The thought of that mac and cheese did you see that mac and cheese? And I was like, ah, bye. I'm not a fan I'm of mac so and cheese. I've had a
0: terrible it. experience with that. So we're not going to get into that. <laughs> but um, yeah, they talk about how <laughs> there's been drama. You know, Latoya's is like, um, can I get your guys' attention? You guys have talked about her wig. I was being <sighs> shady. And she's like, I admit it was fake. I didn't tell her straight to her face. And for that, I'm sorry, um, but I bought you a wig. And Drew's reaction oh, to the wig, she was like, oh and i was like drew it's it's not clicking this is shade this is being bitchy and she's like well at this point eventually it clicks and she realizes that it's shade and she's like oh i'm glad you've been watching me you're a fan you're my biggest fan i actually got you something so she goes to the room she comes back and i called it check my twitter i called it um she had a autographed headshot and she's like since you're my biggest fan you've been watching me closely this is what i do for my fans here you go sweetie I'm surprised the other lady, I mean the other ladies did like they were reveling in it because they all started clapping. Like yeah. me? they were clapping at the shade. Even, that was good. Even Kenya, who's her bestie, Latoya's bestie, was like dying Gee. in her chair. It was hilarious. Um, that's probably gonna be the best shade this season. I don't think it's gonna be better than that. Like I don't think anyone this bitch said you're that. a fan, here you fucking go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I
1: don't think Latoya can recover from that. <laughs>
0: So because Marlo's seeing that Drew's able to call out Latoya, she's she's probably thinking like, hey, it's time. It's my time. Let me do it. So then she's like, Kenya, we're all about sisterhood. Basically, I fucking hate you. You give me the shittiest room and you're bitchy. And then Kenya's like, you know what? I only react to how you act, ma'am. You talk about my body. You talk about this. And actually, no, she was like, you you hurt me when you say horrible things. And then Marlo, because I talk about your fake ass. (laughs) and talk about your your bad skin and i'm like this is exactly why marlo (laughs) she's so So horrible but i love it because she's so shady
1: like the way that she was just like like she acts like um she's stating facts she's like you have a big butt i'm not saying anything bad you have a big butt and it's like marlo
0: i mean when it comes to kenya those are probably the facts that's why (laughs) she gets so bothered by it she was like worry about yourself worry about yourself and like you said it was very the way marlo was talking it was very matter of fact and i was like because you're a fake ass your injections you get something because that's not natural and then kenya just kind of goes off and that's where the episode ends and marlo just walks away um something tells me that's not where it ends i feel like they're going to continue going at each other's throats um and i'm excited for that because I'm T Marlowe. Drag her. T. We also see the preview of the next episode, which mm-hmm. the alleged uh, fucking of the strippers is finally coming. Everyone, this, this <laughs> is the episode everyone's been waiting for. We might get to see Portia get fucked. I don't know. Like, stay on, <laughs> stay on Who, the lookout for that.
1: Who's part of that scandal? It's Allegedly, Portia. Portia
0: Tanya. and uh, Portia, apparently Portia and Tanya fucked the stripper. Mm-hmm. Tanya. Apparently, there was some girl on girl action, and that's what Latoya is a part of.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I remember you mentioned LaToya, and I was just like, wait, does LaToya, like, fuck a stripper too? Like, what's happening? Does this all go back to how she says she can do anything when they're separated? Like, I'm sure.
0: (laughs) There's just so (laughs) many things to look forward to, and sadly, we are not going to get to see it next week because of the Super Bowl. So we have to tune in February 14th, sadly.
1: That's fucking rude. I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Tragic.
1: What? See men always ruin everything you're like what i do
0: (laughs) no you said men you know when they say if it doesn't apply to you don't get offended yeah that doesn't apply to me i make things better so i'm I'm good with that statement
1: okay you're like you said men not louise um so moving on from our uh, atlanta peaches to our salt lake city snow bunnies (laughs) there it is not there's not many times more that i can say that i only have like about three episodes left to say that but with our real house of salt lake city we're on episode 12 and we start off with um we see the shaw squad they're getting jen ready for the Shrimp club then we see heather and whitney they're getting excited g- g- getting excited i don't know they were fucking singing and i was like this bitch <laughs> Yikes. and whitney talks about how fun race car driving and the waiter brings them something called a porn star martinis. And it was like, uh, um, where's Brooks? He said that Las Vegas was full of prostitution oh. or something or pornography. I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lisa toasts to the great race car driving that they did. And Mary is like, um, girl, you were in your school, though. you were yeah, she was so like, <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't know what you're talking about. You... She's like, just stop.
1: <laughs> so then we go back to Whitney and Heather. And Whitney says... Uh, she's telling Heather that she apologized, she apologized to Lisa and Meredith, and she feels like it's a blank slate with everything, and then Heather immediately, like, just, she goes, girl, no, it's not, because Jen apparently is still blaming you for everything that happened at Coach Shaw's party, and Whitney's like, what the fuck, like, I already, I already apologized, she already forgave me at the spa, like, two episodes ago. And then we go back to dinner. Jen arrives, and the ladies let her know uh, that they've forgiven Whitney. They've met a, made amends with Whitney. And okay, this is where Jen starts to get a little upset. She wants to know why they a forgave her. Upset. Why they forgave a little. <laughs> she started off a little. Hold on, hold on. Then like they're like, yeah, we forgave her. And then she kind of Jen kind of starts like instigating like. She keeps like trying to dig deeper, and she's like, "Whitney threw you under the bus. She lied." And then the ladies were like, "Whitney didn't lie. She just repeated what she was told." And then I was surprised at Lisa because, like, she was actually making sense, and she was just like, "Look, Whitney shouldn't have repeated what Mary apparently heard from us, but um, you know, like, at the end of the day, I'm gonna forgive her because, like, she's it's- not."
0: I know she's not lying
1: it's not that big of a deal exactly and Meredith's like people are allowed to apologize and change their behavior and this is where Jen like it's clear she's not fucking listening she she tells them fine go be on Mary's side be on Whitney's side I'm gonna be on the right side and Meredith (laughs) Meredith does her signature disengaging maneuver because no one tells her what to who to be friends with and then we kind of see, really quick, we kind of see why Meredith keeps disengaging. And she just says that all this confrontation and the way people are making her choose sides and by people, I mean Jen. She says it takes her back to like when her parents were getting divorced and she her parents were always trying to like use her as a pawn by like pitting her against the other. So she's like, I don't like aggressive confrontations. Like I have to go, I have to disengage. And so then once Meredith leaves, Winnie and they're completely confused at like jen's entire fucking like demonic demeanor okay Ooh, alliteration and like okay jen fucking comes towards them she pushes heather she like spills her drink too i don't know if you noticed that she pushes heather spills her drink on heather and begins to tell like she like fucking goes to whitney she pushed heather to get to whitney and she's like this entire thing is your fault and whitney's fucking confused because just like t- two minutes ago, fucking Heather had barely told her about how Jen was feeling, so she didn't think this entire thing was gonna happen right now. And Heather stands up for Whitney, which obviously doesn't sit with sit well with Jen, and Jen starts waving her finger in Heather's face, and she's like, "Heather, you just chose fucking sides and then Henry who's apparently Jen's bodyguard, escorts her out. And Lisa fucking chases after her, trying to explain to her that she's not on anyone else's side. And then, okay, before I fucking move on, I need to know what were your thoughts on this entire yeah, it, this like, fucking entire opening segment? I'm because like, let's, let's break it, it down. It was like zero to 100 as typical Jen fashion.
0: I mean, I was going to say, as we've seen in the past, Um, for starters, yes, I <laughs> like this different side not a different side but I, i'm glad we kind of saw this vulnerable side of Meredith. like it all makes sense yes. now and i could kind of relate to that because we're a lot of us and my family we're nine of us so if imagine just all of us giving a, our opinion um mm-hmm. it becomes a lot and you don't want to be around that that messiness so mm-hmm. it makes sense why she's like that too i don't blame her for it like she said no one there's, a, there's this expression like no one should have no one should ever hurt you without your your permission or whatever like basically meaning you don't have to take anyone's bullshit i'm glad she stood up Mm -hmm. i'm glad she walked away from the situation and you could tell that that really triggered jen because she didn't allow her to give her the time of day so when Meredith got up she's like no like you know deep down she was like no sit here and fucking listen to me um like you you made a point by saying that lisa for once, was actually making sense and it was it was it was like it's (laughs) that's i'm like see you can't even talk because it's just like surprising because lisa's always <laughs> just talking shit not making any sense but um what she was saying was real like you know it's something small and petty and there's nothing that we should do about it like it is what it is we're not besties but i'm not gonna fucking mm-hmm. burn her at the stakes and i don't know i just i don't like how jen i don't know if you saw on social media but she was <clears> basically <throat> blaming the editing she had friends basically write statements for her being like you know i've known jen all my life this isn't her and it's like okay i'm aware that there's oh, a lot of shady editing in reality TV and whatnot. But yes. from what we've seen, you're not going to tell me that 12 episodes, they've edited you wrongly because bitch, you're always on hundred. You're always on a hundred. It's not exactly. okay. Oh, yeah, one last yeah. thing I saw that people were, because apparently they, they people were looking up gifts or the, on the trailer, but mm-hmm. I guess there was one part that was edited out where after Jen basically came at Whitney Um, they found a gif of Winnie being like, I'm going to fucking, if anyone comes to me like that, I'm going to fucking knock them out or I'm going to fucking punch them in the face. And people then were trying to make it a Mm -hmm. race thing and they were saying, why do you think um, they edited out this part where the white girl was being quote unquote ghetto? Why do they edit it out? Like they're trying to portray people in a a certain light. And yes, just like in RuPaul's Drag Race and any other real-life TV show, I don't think in this case it was about race based on the fact that we've seen Jen overreact and get to the point where it's almost getting physical on many occasions. And I just, Mm -hmm. it didn't sit right with me. And I'm all about calling people out if they're being racist, if they're displaying microaggressions. But in this situation, I don't think that was the case.
1: Yes. I think Jen, even um, before I move on, I was trying to look for the Instagram post, but a Bravo account, like a Bravo fan account posted Jen's live and where she was like talking about and then people people had said or there was like a specific caption it's like why do you try to take away from actual struggles that women of color and black women face for you to try and say that it's okay for you to be a shitty friend and i was like oh and that's the tea because you i'm sorry i don't like it when housewives blame editing or any reality start i hate it when they blame editing because i'm like Who's giving material for them to like Exactly. badly edit? Like you must be, I know the camera doesn't show everything. I know the show is not going to show everything, but it's like you have shown us time and time again. Like I'm not saying that you can't redeem yourself in future seasons. Like if you stay on, but I'm just saying like, take what you're doing now, learn from it. You can still be messy, but maybe just don't be like, maybe just don't go zero to 100 all the time trying to like put a show on for the cameras like because it's sometimes I'm like bitch are you really like this are you or are you conscious of the cameras and you're going to like act like this other person I don't know I don't know if that even made sense no
0: yeah definitely so then
1: Lisa goes back to the ladies after chasing down Jen and she's talking and uh, Whitney and Heather talking about like how scared and confused they are and Lisa basically explains everything like how it happened and how it all came from the fact that um Meredith and Lisa forgave Whitney and then Lisa kind of makes a comment she's like Whitney needs to realize that she caused more trouble at that party than she thought and I was like yeah she shouldn't have said anything at that time or place but really Jen it took you 25 years to throw a birthday party for your husband this is not Whitney's fault for taking you 25 nice. years. Okay, like, you're fine. So then Whitney explains, like, to Lisa, who probably didn't fucking know, but she was like, I've already apologized. Jen already said she forgave me and that we were willing to move on. And then Heather explains to Lisa about what Jen said at the shoe shopping trip and how the ladies are only friends with Whitney because of Heather. And I kind of, like, I kind of laughed because Lisa didn't really fucking deny that.
0: Yeah, let's be honest. It was probably facts.
1: <laughs> then Whitney says that Jen has not been a completely true friend to either Lisa or Meredith, and that she said things about them too. And obviously we know that Jen, we know that Jen spread the rumor about Meredith seeing someone while she was separated with Seth, but Lisa wants to know what Jen has said about her. And Whitney's like, okay, well, Jen did call me last night and she had a conversation. Um, She had a conversation with me about how Lisa about how you, Lisa, were going to come after me? And Lisa's kind of like, bitch, anything I've ever said about you, I've said to your face. And now I'm kind of annoyed that I just ran, after, like ran through the lobby after Jen, after like finding out that she said, uh, after finding out she's putting words in my mouth. Then <laughs> we moved to Jen, who's in her room talking to Sharif. She's upset that Meredith gets the storm off whenever she feels like it, but it's a big deal if she does it. And I was just like, girl it's a big deal to you that Meredith gets to storm off because you like it when people chase after you. Exhibit A, Heather. Exhibit B, Lisa. <laughs> exactly. You like these ladies to be like, we're your friend. I will literally kiss the floor in which you walk on. And you don't like that Meredith doesn't do that. So that's why you always have to like fight for her approval. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being analytical, but that's, that's my opinion on it. <laughs> and um, she was like, no one ever stands up for me. And I've had it and I was like girl because you're a shitty person you're a shitty friend (laughs) so and Sharif is just like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh and (laughs) we go back with the rest of the ladies and they all join together in Whitney's room even Meredith and she's kind of like what the hell happened Whitney like you don't look you don't look okay and Whitney's like girl literally we enter the dinner and Jen immediately attacked us and um Whitney says that Jen probably thought the ladies were going to come after her today at the race track. And I thought to myself, and I was just like, T, she probably thought, oh, let me take Heather away so that she's just with those two. And they can come after her and attack her or like verbally come at her. Do you think? Yeah, she definitely, she definitely
0: had like a plot. There was, as Candace says, a plotation to take Whitney down. (laughs) And even when like Whitney was exposing Jen to Lisa in the room. Um, you could tell Lisa was kind of like shook because I feel like there was a conversation held where they were like, "We well, need to take Whitney down. Cause she was like, I'm so yeah. bothered that I'm like being a friend to her. And she's like basically exposing me. Like it was, it was Tea. obvious. There was something
1: going on. So then Heather shared the late comment that I hadn't caught the first time around, but basically she, Jen had said the only reason Whitney is not dead in the lake behind her house is because of her friendship with you, Heather. And I was like, oh shit, like, she did fucking say that. And what did you, what did you think about the late comment?
0: Oh God. I mean, because I'm one that like is used to bullshit and nonsense. (laughs) I didn't take it for what it, like, I didn't read too much. Yeah, girl, we're not,
1: she's not actually going to kill you. Yeah, but
0: at the same time, it's like, again, it's just, (laughs) it's it's just showing that she has anger issues or she has shit that she needs to deal with. Like, you are not okay, Jen.
1: Exactly, you- you need to sort your shit out first so then Meredith and Lisa share that they were confused by Jen's reaction to them forgiving Whitney and Whitney then finally shares what Jen has said about Meredith's marriage and Meredith kind of like stops her and she basically just says Seth and her when they've separated in the years past they have dated other people but this time around she didn't and Lisa, I don't know. I was very surprised by Lisa. She was just like, this is my friend. This is my best friend. And I'm, my feelings are kind of hurt that I've never heard this about her before. I was like, your best friend's not gonna tell you she's banging some guy on the side. Oh like, no, girl, calm down.
0: My sister was like, is she crying because she really cares? Like, she cares about them, their relationship together? And I was like, no, she's crying because she feels offended <laughs> that her stupid friend didn't tell her, but I digress.
1: I'm like, she doesn't really give a fuck if they make it or not. She's just sad. That she didn't tell her she was banging somebody. Lisa makes a good point about how it always comes down to loyalty. About how it always comes down to loyalty from the one person who's the least loyal. And she makes a question like to the rest to the rest of the group, and she's like, "Would you guys still be friends with Heather after this? Because personally, I'm not going to be." And Heather heard Heather. Heather goes, "Yes, I will, because Jen has redeeming qualities." And she like points out that like you know. Um, she's she's A B C, but she's also D E F, and I was like, "Girl, you have to fight so hard to make other people see that she's a good person." But does Jen do the same for you? I don't know. What did you think of Heather? No, exactly. Again, being friends with her,
0: it irritated me how i mean because i don't know the relationship i don't know how they are as friends or whatever as people but um from the outside looking in it was triggering for her for me to see that she was like no but like i know she's a fucking complete asshole and a fucking bitchy friend but like i love her and everyone deserves a second third fourth fifth chance so (laughs) it is what it is
1: lisa points out to heather like does jen ever defend you this heavily and I'm kind of like, Heather, I understand that's your ride or die, that's your homegirl, but at the end of the day, is Jen, like, does Jen have something on you? Like, because I'm not going to be rioting this hard for someone who never does the same for me. I'm sorry, but it's like, did do you guys, did you guys commit murder together? Like, what's happening? Like, what? So we see the next day, the ladies are preparing for the day, and I guess um, at some point, somewhere, Uh, Jen told Heather that she was going to leave. We see later that that's not, that's not the truth. And um, we do get a dose of Mary this episode. We see her outside of her closet, but this time she's at a vanity and she gets a call from Lisa and Lisa basically tells her everything that happened on the trip about how Jen basically ruined the trip. And Mary's like, I warned these ladies and they didn't listen to me. So now they have to live with the consequences. Not my fault. She's like, she said this is, and I quote, she goes, they keep trying to understand Jen, but you can't understand crazy. And I was like, Mary, bye, bitch.
0: <laughs> I was looking at that. I was did like, did you like seeing <laughs> I, I was like, first of all, I'm upset that we don't see as much as Mary as we do. Like we need more of her. Um, second of she... all, I was glad that she was right. Like, case and point. Mary is right. She is, you know, a little bit weird because of her grandpa. Exactly. But other than that, if you look past that, she makes yeah. sense most most of the times
1: most of the time i mean i'm gonna be honest with you the trailer was a little misleading it made us think that mary was gonna kind of be like the villain or not even the villain but like the one that the ladies didn't really like but i'm like oh my god jen came out of left field we love that we love a surprise a surprise villain (laughs) so then whitney whitney meredith and lisa they're all waiting for heather but heather's running late then, so they go off without her. But then we see Heather goes to Jen's hotel room. And I was fucking confused here because I was like, bitch, if you thought she left, why'd you go to her hotel room? Like where, what? Yeah,
0: I think she assumed her bodyguard, <coughs> excuse me, I think she assumed her bodyguard was going to be there waiting for her because she's okay. like, oh, I need to go pick up her, her clothes or whatever. I was like, yeah, whatever. Okay.
1: Okay. She's surprised to see Jen's still there. And then Jen's entire glam squad is also there. And Jen's being like, super like mellow super chill and heather's like bitch i'm confused who the fuck was that last night then like it's a total dr jekyll mr hyde situation if you guys ever read that english book um, heather says that everyone is freaking out and then jen i was like bitch you're such an actress like i love it but i hate it jen's like oh well nobody nobody said anything like she's all she's all like super chill super mellow she's she's trying and to then cool she and... kind of she tells her shaw squad <laughs> she's trying to act like the victim right i can't stand so her so then she dismisses her shaw squad and she's like you start seeing the transformation it's funny you start seeing her like shift her gears and she's like there's a giant elephant in the room and no one's addressing it and she's like i think someone isn't telling the truth and these ladies they've ruined my family by not telling the truth and then Heather's like, girl, you're the one, like, these ladies, they're calling you aggressive, they're calling you mean, and they're telling me that you're being a bad friend to me. And Jen's like, no, like, no one's sincerely apologizing, no one's telling the truth, someone needs to tell me who fucked up. And I'm like, "What the? F- what? bitch, like, everybody's apologized at this point, everybody's made their amends
0: she's like on another planet she's not like, Meredith said it best she's not in tune with reality she's yes. delusional
1: she's like someone fucked up and Heather's like no bitch the one who fucked up is you and Jen's like taking aback that Heather would even be calling her out like this because she's not used to people calling her out like that and um she's not owning up to her behavior she's not taking accountability she'd rather just push the blame on somebody else and if she could help it she's gonna push that blame on Whitney um <laughs> Back with the other ladies, we see them arrive to a hypnotist's house. This lady, she's, I guess this is Whitney's last attempt at providing positivity on this trip. And Kimberly, the hypnotist, she starts this exercise with them. And immediately in the middle of the exercise, the doorbell rings. And who comes in and gives us bad juju, but Jen and Heather. (laughs) And the hypnotist is like, come sit sit." And she's like, okay, well, we'll we'll just start all over again. So she has them close their eyes. And who doesn't close their eyes? Jen. Who doesn't really participate? Jen. And so when they all open their eyes, the hypnotist is like, I can tell you're not comfortable. And Jen's like, yeah, I'm not. And I'm like, Jen, you're annoying. And then the hypnotist is like, this is a safe space. Feelings will get hurt, but we can fix it. We can all fix it by speaking up speaking our truth and then okay this is where we get into the next part where Jen shares that she feels like everyone's blaming everything on her all the time and she's like no one ever really shares what's going on and then Lisa and Meredith they're like no like we did share but you don't listen and then Jen, Jen tries to like deflect to Heather and she's trying to like, be like, no, well, Heather knows. Heather knows what I mean. And then Heather, I loved it. Heather's like, no, like, I don't know what you mean. You're the one who said nobody liked Whitney. Like, <laughs> and then that's <laughs> that's when like the hypnotist goes, okay, Whitney, well, how do you feel? Like, what, what do you have to say? And Whitney's like, okay, well, Jen, you said you forgave me. So why are you still mad? And then Jen's like, how am I supposed to get over that? You ruined my husband's party, the first party I ever threw him in 25 years. I'm like, girl, again, that's not anybody's problem but yours. Ugh. Then I'm so sorry. I feel like I'm a rap this. Jen feels like Whitney picked the worst time to share, and Whitney's like, Whitney's like, bitch, I already apologized for that. So then Jen again deflects and she's like, okay, well, I don't understand. If what you said was a lie, then why did you forgive? Um then why did Meredith and Lisa forgive you? And then she's like, does that mean that they were lying, that they did say they were afraid of me? And then they're like, bitch, none of us are lying. We just, we're just all apologizing. We're just all going to be forgiving each other. It's okay.
0: (laughs) Oh God, this episode was frustrating because she didn't take any accountability as we've seen before. She doesn't take any accountability. Exactly. Frustrating to even witness and- I just want everyone to put in her fucking place. If this reunion isn't dramatic, where they're all going at each other's throats, telling her you're a stupid bitch, I'm not going to tune in because, like, it's always the same.
1: If Andy is not giving her, if Andy's not giving her the Monique treatment, where he's she's in the hot seat, then I don't want it. Okay, (laughs) I don't want it.
0: Exactly.
1: I need him to be like, no, well, Jen, you did say that. Oh no, well, Jen, you did say that. Like, I need to see that. But, anyways she says she's hurt because she stands up for everyone and no one stands up for her. And then Meredith, I was like, yes, bitch. Meredith jumps in. She's like, you're always pulling the loyalty card, but bitch, you said something about my marriage. I was like, yes, Meredith, call her out. And Jen's like, I never said anything. And Meredith's like, really? Because I heard otherwise. And then Whitney, Whitney's like, Jen, you're lying. You did say something. Jen's like, I never said anything. I never said it. But then she's like, she starts to apologize and I loved the hypnotist interrupting her over and over again until she apologized correctly and I could tell Jen was like annoyed but I was like (laughs) the hypnotist was like I dare you to say something bitch I dare you to say something (laughs) so then after that (laughs) after that the hypnotist starts a game of trust no trust oh god don't trust or something and she's like She starts to name off their names and she says who they trust and who they don't. Basically, raise your hand if you don't trust this person. None of the ladies raise their hands for each other until the hypnotist says Jen's name. All their hands go up and then we see no reaction yet. And then the hypnotist says Heather's name and Jen raises her hand. And this right here, I was like, Heather, if this does not open your eyes, bitch, then I don't know what will. And Heather's kind of surprised. She's like, I've done nothing but keep her secrets, chase her down, prove my loyalty, defend her even when she's fucking wrong. And I'm like, bitch, like, open your eyes, dummy. Like, She does not want to be your friend. She's a shitty friend. And she basically, the hypnotist goes, Heather, go ahead and share how you feel. And of course, Heather's like, bitch, you talk about loyalty and basically what everybody else is saying. You talk about loyalty and you're the least loyal one out of all of us and then lisa i like that lisa jumped in and she was like heather had a realization like like the rest of us that we don't want to be friends with you and jen's like you don't want to be friends with me you don't want to be friends with me you guys are all shitty friends i'm loyal i'm a loyal person basically that's where the episode ends but i was just like does no one see like has she really gone this long and no one's told her anything about the way that she is but anyways next week is the finale i don't know what to say
0: (laughs) that was a lot she was a lot this past episode was was a lot um as we're wrapping that season out i hope like we were saying earlier i hope she gets called out on her bullshit i hope that andy Team. keeps her accountable hold her accountable for her actions and i think for a first season these ladies did great um it, it kind of got boring yes. after like the first four episodes but you know it's a first season so <laughs> it, it always goes that route but um i'm excited hopefully this reunion or i'm sorry i'm getting him so hopefully this this finale goes out with the bang yeah, because i'm here for it season two here we go <laughs> so moving on from those queens to another group of queens rupaul's drag Race. let's just dive right in so the episode starts off they all go into the workroom denali has just beat kimura in a lip sync and she's devastated she's sad because she just sent her fellow chicago sister home and they're like you know what it sucked to see you guys lip sync lala Ree is like it sucked to be in the bottom three and their mood is kind of just down in the dumps because i mean these are these are losing girls essentially um <laughs> the rest of them are super happy. They're like, I was in the top a lot and candy just, Oh, candy, 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 candy. So candy then was like, I think Elliot should have been in the bottom. And Elliot's not having it. He's like, you know what? It is what it is. You're not the judge. You don't pick and choose. And I'm not here for it. So I don't care. Um, Candy then talks about Simone and she feels like Simone is her biggest competition. And this does not sit right with Tamisha. Tamisha's like, wait, wait, wait. You better calm down now. You don't know the rest of us. You haven't seen our talents. You know, calm down. <laughs> and it kind of brings up an unnecessary fight. And they're just kind of going back and forth about who they see as a threat, who's competition. What did you think about the overall situation of their argument?
1: I feel like this you saw kind of a more unfiltered version of it in the untucked um but I was just like Candy you you didn't really have to phrase it like that like Simone is my biggest competition and then on top of that the way that she came at Elliot but I think Tamisha also like to in that moment right there it was kind of like Tamisha at this point you're making a mountain out of a molehill like you don't really need to like call her out on the fact that she just said that's her biggest competition because I'm sure all of you think Simone is her big your biggest competition because she has won twice just like you would think Denali is your biggest competition too because she's gone through three lip syncs and she's still there so yeah I hello
0: I don't think Tamisha should have like reacted the way I mean she's entitled to her feelings it is what it is but um yeah like if she's if someone's not saying that I'm a threat, bitch. I don't care what you think. I'm going to do me, and it's not that big of a deal. So the next morning, Ru walks in, and he gives them their mini challenge, which is to turn themselves into a baby. And they do, like, this little soul train dance thing. This is where I cringe. This is the part of Drag Race where I'm like, can I fast forward? Like, this is not entertaining. This is just weird. Um, I did want to point out that I could be reaching here, but Simone, to me, looked like Susie Carmichael from Rugrats with yes. right yeah
1: lady, Yeah.
0: with her little dress the little design and then the hair i don't know simone let us Shit, know
1: pigtails
0: exactly it was like was that your inspiration Shit, but,
1: pigtails,
0: um, right yeah lala Ree is, yeah. <laughs> is the winner of the challenge um love that for her after that rue tells them that the main challenge is the ball which they do this every season it's usually around episode four or five um mm-hmm. now um which is where they serve three different looks. In this season, the category revolves around bags. They have the mixed bag, which is the pun runway. They have the money bags and the bag ball eleganto, which is where they create their own looks because usually the first two looks, they're made by designers, like girls buy their outfits and then just bring them to the show. But um, okay. continuing on, we see the girls working on it and Ellie and Rose are kind of just looking around and they're talking about the other girls and the they, they give me very much confident, arrogant, cocky vibes. They were just like, well, I'm not worried. Mm. We know how to sew. Look at them. They're gluing. Um, Whatever. Utica then helps Lala and I found it funny how Lala was kind of uninterested. She <laughs> kind of was just like, can you just help me do it, do it? But she like was not paying attention and it's like, if you don't know how to sew, I probably would be paying attention. But um so she teaches her with like <laughs> the basics of stitching or whatever um we see simone then get super nervous because she's basically been giving it 100 percent. not only that she's won two challenges and she doesn't know mm-hmm. how to sew so she's super nervous about that spoiler alert spoiler alert she's safe did you did you think she was gonna do bad or do you think she was being extra about i'm nervous i'm nervous made her of a tour yeah
1: I, yeah, I was like, oh, she's probably I was like, this always happens in any competition show. Someone who was at the top is not going to be at the bottom. She's probably going to be fighting for her life. And then her look, I was just like you pulled through, bitch. Like That doesn't look bad. So why'd you why'd you make me doubt you like that?
0: <laughs> yeah, and call me shady but I feel like the other ladies, aka Candy and got who are close to her, helped her out because they were there trying to basically guide her with the outfit. T- and I'm like, mm, do yeah. you sew this or did they sew this? But i digress after that we see candy and it only took five episodes for them to finally address the lala (laughs) re-intimation relationship Candy's like well i heard the great find that you guys are mother-daughter how does that work how did how did that happen and lala's like yeah like a long long time ago she was the one who put me in drag for the first time and it's actually been five years since we've talked so hopefully we can use this time to you know get close again which i thought it was super weird i was like how do you go five years without talking to someone like someone i feel like they would be cool i it's don't know
1: someone who's yeah someone who like had such a big impact on you i don't know i felt like there was bad blood i felt like there was something that they weren't saying like it felt like there was something they weren't telling us but maybe that's just me being no i mean is-
0: according to reddit <laughs> they said that there's drama that they didn't air like there was some drama in atlanta the atlanta drag scene but i don't know maybe they're trying to not be messy but uh, i digress <laughs> We then see that Lala runs out of material and she's basically at this point just gluing paper bags to a corset and spoiler alert, that outfit was disgusting. I could have made it. It was not creative at all. It was a mess. In her confessional, we see her be like, lord, bitch. Wait, you're not a bitch. Can you can you help me? I This is why we love Lala. Her personality <laughs> is so nonchalant. She jokes about everything. It's iconic. We love it. Olivia then brings up the point and actually asks everyone, have you guys been to a ball? What is your guys' experiences with balls? And Tamisha says she loves them. She says that they're super inclusive and overall they're just a good time. Yurika then is like, I've never been to one. I don't get it. What is it? I found this part to be my favorite part of the episode where Tamisha basically starts hosting her own little ball and she's like, category is face, category is runway, and we see yeah. them dancing, laughing, and kicking. It was it was super funny. I really enjoyed that moment. After that, they start getting ready for the runway and they talk about Black Lives Matter. I'm glad that they had this conversation. And they were bringing awareness to the racial injustices and the mess that's going on in the world. I found it super interesting how LaLaurie mentioned that, rest in peace, Rayshard Brooks was murdered five minutes from where she lives in Atlanta, Georgia. Of course, I cried when LaLaurie started crying and she was just basically telling yes. us her experiences being Black and how she was scared and frightened of the world, basically, in cops. It was triggering mm-hmm. to see that because it's like, If you are not Black and you think for two seconds what they have to go through and the things that Mm -hmm. they're afraid of, it really, like, it breaks your heart. Mm
1: -hmm. It was very much, I like the fact that they brought up, like, um, how, like, the Black queer community also, they, you know, they go through so much, but their issues are kind of, um, what's the word? Their issues are kind of brushed under the rug when it's like, no, this, like, all black people, like we all suffer the same, and there's so much to do. I like that Tina Burner spoke up too, and I was like, "Where are these other white queens? Where are they speaking up? Why are they not speaking up?" But then again, maybe they just felt like it wasn't their place. But I was just like, "No, you guys should speak up. You guys should say something too." But
0: yeah, I like how they they ended that conversation. Not. They ended that conversation being like, "Well, now we know what the problem is. We know how." to take small steps and how to change that mm-hmm. and basically using their platform for good. Um which yes. is one of the most important things I always uh like to know is if you have a platform, if you have a large following, use it for the for the good, for good. Come on now. Yes. Do better. So we get to the main stage and as I previously mentioned, the three categories are mixed bag, money bags and what the fuck is the last one bag? Extravaganza um, bullshit. I don't fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> um gag I us love- with your baggus. exactly so the first category mixed bag I didn't write any um none of them really stood out to me none of them were my favorite did you have a favorite
1: yes I had Denali with her airbag look um got Mick with her body bag look and Utica with her doggy bag look
0: see i like and i guess
1: joey J too with that iv bag but then later on she kind of ruined it where she didn't go along with the joke and i was like joey <laughs> J, <Jay,"> like literally
0: <laughs> yeah it's funny the three that you mentioned was the three that i was gonna put down but as far as denali's look it was supposed to be a bag and airbag but i was just like dummy like those test crash whatever they call dummies crash are not crashes. dummies they're not made out of airbags i, mean, I don't okay. know it didn't make sense to me um but yeah so the next category was money bags and my favorite from that category was denali's her duella uh cruella yeah. Deville inspired look and i thought it was so cool how she had the nail holding the cigarette i was just like there we go the small details pay attention to details yeah. who did you like from that category
1: i liked denali i liked got mick um, because they were both very Cruella inspired, but got mix was also like it reminded me of uh, Meryl Streep from Devil Wears Prada. I was like, okay, bitch, okay, Miranda Priestly. Which is funny because Tina Burner was like, I'm giving you Miranda Priestley. And I was like, No, you're not got Mix. God mix.
0: <laughs> you're like, um no, you need, you need to redo that. Um yeah, I also I her, like Utica. <laughs> her her got stoned Swarovski. No, you're giving stripes. us more
1: 80s, <laughs> 80s um
0: <laughs> yikes.
1: Oh, I also like Utica. Utica's looks all the way around, I
0: love. I was going to say, yeah, Utica's her long train hood thing dress, it was super thought out. And I was actually surprised she didn't win. Like, I liked gomics looks, but Utica, I, I think, did better. And I find it ironic how when they were yes. uh, deliberating, Ru was like, I love her fashions, you know, um, but her persona, like her her character, kind of took away from the fashion aspect of it. And I was like, are you kidding me, Rue? You are bullshit. Like, you always tell the girls to take pride in their persona and their personality exactly. and not only did Utica do great in her personality but her outfits were to die for like they were obviously thought out and well executed mm-hmm. I was like living in uh, yes parallel universe I mean
1: yes Mic did Gottmik did absolutely fabulous too but I felt like Utica was just like one step above I don't know I just I was very upset <laughs>
0: womp, womp. hopefully Utica pulls through in the next <laughs> uh challenge so the girls Untuck, which we can shortly talk about that. This Untuck, if you did not see it, you need to go figure it out because you need to watch it because it was a mess. Yes. Tamisha versus Candy. So the girls walk into the workroom to Untuck and Tamisha's like, there's certain girls that I don't care for. I don't like Tamia. It's a mess. Candy. Candy feels very attacked and she just feels the need to you know give her opinions and I'm sure you guys watched it. What were your thoughts on it? Who said it were you on? What's up? Oh no <laughs> <sighs> so as you guys can tell from the long pause, there was an editing problem point being we lost the end of the footage. um so Joey J against La, La Ri. La La Rie won Joey J went home and that basically sums up the episode make sure to follow us on all our instagram accounts and we'll see you guys in the next episode bye